Bell Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I said what will change their behavior is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating the fact. Wow. That was some strong grandpa's had it with your lip energy. What's that? What's that? What's that? You just you watch your you watch your tone, mister. You watch your tone, little mister. You knock it off with the grab ass and the horseplay. This isn't a dog and pony show. Were you born a barn? If so, grab a pail and start milking the cows because they're coming home to roost, little boy blue. I fought in Korea. Wow. Some strong, that got uncomfortable. Some strong anti-angry grandpa energy. Wow. Yeah, I apologize for that's, that. that. That's interesting. They're leading with that on uh, ABC News at the top of the hour. So him yelling at the... It's funny how cl- conflict moves the needle. That was not the most important thing that happened yesterday by far. Oh, my God. No, it's utterly insignificant. But I mean, it shows that he's a grumpy old man, but we knew that. Yeah. This is not a kumbaya moment. But it's in the first minute of coverage on the whole thing. Yeah, well, I have more thoughts on that uh, matter. The question of how the media frames the whole thing and how inaccurate that framing really was yesterday. A couple of headlines that we need to get to. Oh, oh, before we get to the great Australian uh, mouse crisis. The great Australian mouse plague. We were just talking about taxpayer money being squandered and that sort of stuff. Story out of, uh, where did this happen? Northeast somewhere. Um, a company that got a $628 million no-bid federal contract to make the vaccine and made no vaccine. So uh, the details on that story are pretty good. That does not seem like a bargain. <laughs> no, but that sort of thing happens all the time and nobody pays any attention. Can we get no vaccine for $500 million? <laughs> I mean, you got to be a better negotiator. I'll give you no vaccine for $2 million. I mean, I'm really undercutting these people. Wow, I, mean, I feel like we've got to go with that deal. Can't afford not to. And we won't. <laughs> um, probably should do these poll numbers. Biden's approval takes hit, driven by sagging hopes among Democrats, is the breakdown in the New York Times. Democratic numbers have plummeted for Joe Biden. President Biden's approval rating has taken a dip in recent weeks, but it's not even close to the drop in support for Congress's performance, which has taken a huge, huge hit, as it always does. The top-line takeaway is that Democrats are the ones growing most disillusioned and fast. Back in April, when Biden was making big legislative strides, 83% of Democrats thought they, the country was moving in the right direction, according to the Monmouth survey. By yesterday, it's down to 59%. Went from 83 to 59 since April. That's shocking. Among Democrats. Among yeah. Democrats. The share of Democrats saying the country's on the ra- wrong track has gone from 20 to 32 in that time. The resulting standstill in Washington has left many Democrats feeling impatient. In, April, in the April poll, 63% of Democratic respondents said they approved of the job Congress was doing. That number has been cut in half to 32 in wow. a couple of months. Wow. I've never seen numbers move this fast before. From 63 to 32 since late April? 
I think there is a large fantasy land contingent in the Democratic Party who expected Joe Biden to deliver a socialist utopia. And there were a couple of big, giant pieces of legislation passed and talk of more that got them all hot to trot. But then reality set in, and because their expectations were pie-in-the-sky, you know, soap bubble, well, they were burst. I, need- I mean, th- th- my expectations are very low, bitter, cynical. If I get anything, I'm pleased. So you're not going to see, you know, my vote go away in a big hurry. But those types of folks, yeah. I need to throw out a quick asterisk for people who don't know. This drop was among Democrats. Democrats control Congress. Democrats uh, uh, control Congress currently, and the approval rating for Congress went from 63 to 32 in a like, month and a half. You know what's interesting is, as I've seen the bipartisan groups of senators and congresspeople get together on a, a real infrastructure package that doesn't include, you know, I don't know, bedtime cookies for children as infrastructure. It's just about infrastructure. As I've seen them come together, my view of Congress has risen slightly, honestly. They're legislating. Imagine that. Not just like the crappy news media or just reads press releases these days. Well, the Congress was just reading the White House's press releases for a long time and just doing whatever the POTUS said ought to happen. They're actually legislating. The president's approval rating dropped by six points since late April, about a month and a half, and he's now at 48%, and he's now below 50% for the first time. Um... Uh, and the dip was driven in part by liberals whose approval of Biden fell by 12 points in five weeks. Hmm. He's down to 76%, which is, you know, seems pretty high, but among your own party, remember Trump was cruising at like 98% the entire time among his own party. Biden's down to 76%. So I think you're absolutely right. There were a bunch of, uh, uh, real progressives who voted for Joe Biden thought he was going to be able to hand them the socialist utopia and it hasn't worked. He doesn't have the numbers. That's that, that's that's the problem. While Democrats do control Congress, having a tie in the Senate and having what a four-vote lead in the House is not enough to to ram through whatever the hell you want. Right. I remember some of the discussion earlier uh, in the year of when it wasn't clear who was going to own the Senate. That you know, there are some people who believe Joe Biden actually would prefer yep. that the Republicans had a like a one-vote majority because that way he could silence the wackadoodles on the far left wing of the party, and they wouldn't be after him all the time. Um, I I don't think he wants a lot of what he told them he would deliver. He was just doing it to get their votes in the campaign. He, he doesn't believe in that crap. The gifts that Biden gave to Putin in a second, but I need to pay off this story because it's important. A lawsuit, Red Lobster making deceptive claims about lobsters. That would be terrible. I don't know if I've ever had lobster at Red Lobster. I've had a lot oh, of things, I, but I, I have. It's been ages. But They they actually do have lobster there. Oh, it never even occurred to me that they sell lobster at Red Lobster. Are you all right? I get chicken <laughs> at Kentucky Fried Chicken. What do you suppose they have at Burger King? I get burgers at Burger King. Okay. But I get other stuff at uh, Red Lobster. I haven't eaten a Red Lobster in a long time. Uh, they're making some fishy claims about their product, says this story. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. Are you proud of that? Class action lawsuit filed in California. According to court documents, the plaintiffs say the chain markets its lobster and shrimp as sustainable and responsible. And then it turns out they're not responsible lobsters. They smoke. They don't use their turn signal. <laughs> they litter. They don't raise their children properly. Wow. Disappointing. I- Having worked in the restaurant industry for, for quite some time in my youth, I would say that nobody is responsible in that industry. <laughs> Intrafish reports. Intrafish? Mm. What is the? Hmm. Maybe I'll go to work for Intrafish. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to make sure that restaurants have sustainable lobsters. Uh, accuses Red Lobster of making deceptive claims, saying the chain's lobster come from suppliers who use environmentally destructive practices. Well, all right, I will not step foot in a Red Lobster until I find out what's going on there. Well, you know, it's a lot like, uh, you know, some of the phony labels at the grocery store. Uh, organic. Doesn't mean anything. There are no standards for it. Sustainable. What does that mean? I don't know. It's got a hard shell. It seems to sustain itself fine. Hey, we've been doing this for a long time. It seems pretty sustainable. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't the know. The suckers appear to like stuff that says sustainable on there, so we put it on there. That's it. I don't know many constellations in the sky. I wish I knew more. Um, first of all, if you just give me four dots, I don't see in a guy in a boat with a bow and arrow. I just see four <laughs> dots. I, just, I think you're reading a lot into four points. Well, it's old-timey, the, the big, people of antiquity. The Big Dipper I get and the Little Dipper. Those are the only ones I got. I really enjoy seeing those. Still do. But if you're into Orion. Orion? Orion. What is he? Is that a he or she? Or I think thing? it's a feller. He's okay. a big old hunting boy. So this would be one of those, it's like a big complicated guy on a horse with a bow and arrow and riding this something. One's and, and it's got like three stars. <laughs> This one's pretty simple. I think it's just specifying his belt, which, uh, other than the the dippers, is really the only thing I can find, like with my naked eye. Okay. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Anyway, uh, one of the bright stars on his left shoulder went dark, and they're trying to figure out why. Good lord. So, uh, if you had been trying to circumnavigate the world in 1604, you'd have run into, you know, a mountain or something. Uh, if this had happened. Which cape is this? Hope or good horn? <laughs> I can't tell. What's it says out? Canaveral. Oh, man, I'm really off track. <laughs> that star has probably just been blotted out by the massive spaceship that is uh, moving our way across the galaxy. Uh, they think it's due to some dust cloud or something that's gotten in the way, but it could be uh, the star is uh, going blank. So there you go. So if you're a star hunter, that's that. Doesn't that happen over the course of like a million years? Probably. I suppose it goes, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I took one astronomy class in school because it was easy and it was easy and I got an A. Success. And I'll pay this off quickly. For some reason, world leaders give each other gifts, which seems antiquated or anachronistic to me. The idea of doing that. Uh, you have a limit of $19,000 for some reason. So Joe Biden gave him a pair of his, uh, uh, aviator sunglasses, which are his brand, his cool aviator sunglasses which are made by Randolph, a U.S. company. They are not uh, Ray-Bans. Huh. Randolph Aviators, they cost 300 bucks, and that's what Biden wears, if you want to have the same sunglasses as the POTUS. And he gave a pair to um, uh, Vladimir Putin. He also gave him a carved bison. I didn't realize huh. that the bison had been named the National Mammal in 2016 when the National Bison Legacy Act was signed into law by President Barack Obama. When Biden was the vice president. So there you go. Thanks thanks for the carved bison and the Thank sunglasses. You. I'll put that right on my desk. The desk where I give the orders to kill dissidents. It mentions this. I didn't. How did I miss this story? Remember when Hillary Clinton gave uh, gave Putin the big red button, the big red reset button? And that right, was supposed to be clever. Use the wrong word. Yeah, I didn't real. I didn't realize that or I missed that story somehow. In uh, it had, had said in Russian Peruzguruza or something. It, which I, doesn't mean reset. It means overcharged. So yeah. no, wonder he, no wonder he looked at the button and thought, overcharged, okay. Well, Sergey Lavrov pointed that out at the time. Okay. Yeah, he said, uh, this does not say reset. <laughs> <laughs> F- 
freaking hilarious. How do you make that sort of? Is a dumb ploy to start with. And it's, anyway, enjoy your sunglasses. Three hundred dollars sunglasses. Are gift cards frowned upon at these uh, leader <laughs> summits? You, do, you give them a red lobster gift card. Hey, you know what you do with this? You can get whatever you want. <laughs> you want only but the breadsticks? Do that. You don't want to eat the lobster because it's not sustainable. Go ahead. Your choice. Do, do whatever you want. <laughs> So I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight after reading and watching the pictures about the great Australian mouse plague. Plus, what is approval voting? I think this needs to be what we do in America. Okay. It's a great. It's it's, it's similar to uh, rank choice, but much simpler. I hope so because rank choice is confusing. New York's going to be doing it here in the next uh, couple of weeks, and we'll all figure out how it works. Well, if you're dumb or sleepy or just find it hard to pay attention, I think you'll get this. And I think it's a great idea. Although I frequently, you know, think that sort of thing. Then people point out, here's the flaw. And I think, oh, right. The flaw. So let me hit you with it. And then we'll discuss if there are flaws that I have not come up with because I'm a half-wit and sleepy-headed. Cool. And our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Disneyland announced yesterday that it will stop temperature checks, social distancing, and mask mandates for visitors while outdoors. But guests are not required to provide proof of vaccination. And this is cool. They're finally reopening Goofy's Wet Market. (laughs) (laughs) I found that funny. Goofy has a wet market. <laughs> Hilarious. So they got so many mice in Australia, in the agricultural parts of Australia. They're just everywhere. I mean, ev- the floor is moving. You get oh. into your car, they run out. It's just, it's horrific. Why do they have more than usual? I'll explain. Okay. Coming up. Stay with us. Uh, plus, we have an exciting photo feature that we can uh, link you to. Tell you about that as well. Hey, so- I heard somebody making the argument the other day, speaking of the wet market, that... um. You know, uh, Trump got called racist for saying Wuhan flu and all that different sort of stuff. You know, acting like it came out of China clearly is racist. Calling and, it the China virus impugned all Chinese and, people. And somebody <laughs> making and somebody making the argument the now it appears made up story that it came out of a wet market is really more racist because you know the whole conversation early on was these people are I mean we talked about it here these people are so backward still in China I mean they're they're eating live animals and dirty conditions just you know slush right. around in a bucket full of gray water they just go and they pick them out of their hand they take them home and they eat them they don't even really cook them thoroughly I mean that was way more racist than their lab leaked the, the 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 virus right yeah exactly some lab worker got sick and took it home yeah, you're right. You're right. But the media was so fevered. I mean, they were they were like in the midst of insanity. They would repeat anything if it was anti-Trump. They would they would quash anything if Trump said it was true. It was just it was like I don't know, crazed hormonal teenagers or or Mr. Spock in that one episode of Star Trek when it was time for him to breed, and he went crazy and tried to fight Captain Kirk. It was just like that. <laughs> That's why he fought Kirk. I remember that, but I didn't remember it was because it was time for him to breed. I think there were, yeah, he was yeah in the midst of uh, a crazy time, I think they mm. called it, or uh, I don't know, uh, wackadoodle month. I can't remember. So I, I was not 
familiar with approval voting. You know the the, the ranked choice voting where you have your first choice, second choice, third choice, and if your first choice doesn't make it into the top X number, that gets eliminated, and they look at your second choice. It's kind of complicated. Um, it's, but it's, it's, it's a decent enough idea, and they're experimenting with it in various parts of America. Approval voting is so simple, and I've probably overlooked a terrible problem with it, although I've been clicking around the Internet, and I can't find anything really compelling. You have, say, six candidates for president. You check the box next to the ones you like, period, period. It's like thumbs up or thumbs down. More or less, yeah. I mean, it's funny. They have a sample ballot with Eleanor Roosevelt, Cesar Chavez, uh, John Hancock, Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) Pretty strong candidates. Do you have any live candidates? Uh, No, anyway, it's just so they don't use any real names but um, or, or living people. But So there are three of them you're pretty fond of. In my case, I would uh, check the libertarian box, provided they weren't a wackadoo. Then I would check uh, the Republican, probably. And then if there were two Democrats and one of them was pretty moderate and I could tolerate him, I'd probably check that box. And then they just count them up. And so there's no, quote-unquote, wasting your vote on the libertarian candidate. But it would be significant because you'd say, wow, look at that. The libertarian candidate got 20 million votes. I mean, they came in third. But they got 20 million votes. The winner, however, with 49 million votes is, you know, whatever, the Republican. That's kind of interesting. 538's got a big article out today about the two-party system and why it's wrecking our democracy and and, and what's different about ours from other countries and stuff. It kind of fits in with that. Maybe we'll get to some of that later. Yeah, in terms of fundraising and momentum, third parties could get a foothold. That's probably why the R's and D's won't let it happen. Yeah, a lot on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC, podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The reason why I do care whether or not... You're wearing a mask. That occurred to me yesterday. Plus, I'd like to dive back into um, approval voting. It's really interesting the more I read. Uh, breaking news, breaking news, Michael. The donkey brays when news breaks. Brandon. There he is. The Supreme Court rejected a challenge to the Affordable Care Act the third time it has preserved the 2010 health care law. It was that technicality about after the, uh, the, the, the penalties were reduced to zero, uh, how can the rest of it stand? They, they said, no, 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 no good. It stands. So, Obamacare. Enjoy it, everybody. <laughs> Obamacare. <laughs> Thank you, Hank Jr. <laughs> Alabama Pastor Ed Litton was elected president of the Southern Baptist Convention. You might think to yourself, uh, well, if you're Baptist, you know this. But if you're not, you might think, I don't care. That is the largest Protestant denomination in the country, the Southern Baptists. And the reason that this is important is that this guy being elected is a sign that they're going to turn away from politics and culture wars and back toward being a gospel witness. In other words, we're about Jesus. We're not about getting people elected is what that signaled, electing this guy, um, which I think has got to be good for the country just in general. And what's that guy's name again who got elected? His name is Ed Litton. Oh, okay. L-I-T-T-O-N. That's got to be good for the country that, um, you know, any organizations 
whether your Nike shoes or the Southern Baptists turning toward what you mostly do as opposed to making it all about politics seems like a good thing to me. Yeah. Making um, hasty judgments about, hey, we could grow our business by weighing in on this issue. Don't. Just don't. But I hope they do. I hope this guy is tough on the uh, the rapists and molesters that they've got in their midst. As it turns out, Baptists have a problem damn near as big as the Catholic Church and have been hiding it in exactly the same way for years. Same playbook. It's like some Catholic and Baptist got, got a, a priest and a minister got together, and here's how you do it. If a guy gets caught raping kids, you just move them to a different church. Nobody's the wiser. Because the Baptists were doing it same as the, uh, the Catholics, and it's just disgusting. While uh, I came across this story, I don't know if you know about this school in Ojai, unless you're rich, you probably don't send your kid there. It's $64,700 a year to send your kid to this school, boarding school. In Ojai, California. Man, you are rich if you're sending your kid to a $65,000 school. Yikes. You know, not even college, just regular old reading, writing, arithmetic that they got over there at that school. And they do a pretty good job of it. Well, if I'm used to the, like the money changers on Wall Street doing that sort of thing, but I didn't know it existed uh, in the West Coast. Anyway, they've acknowledged sexual misconduct, including alleged rapes and groping going back 40 years that they've been covering up. So you're kind of hoping that if you spend 65 grand a year to send your kid to the school, it'd be the sort of place where they're not going to get raped and covered up. But turns out, no, not least for the last 40 years. Maybe they'll do better now. And speaking of human nature and how it doesn't seem to ever change... I don't remember this woman's name, but I saw her on the TV this morning. She is supposed to be one of our fastest runners. She's a current uh, record holder that's not going to get to run in the Olympics, it looks like, because she got a dirty test. And she's uh, crying and, and, and wailing on television about how I ate at a restaurant that has something or other in their food. And that's why I tested positive. And I thought, you know what? This might be true. You might be a good person, but I've fallen for this too many times. Oh, I've yeah. fallen for too many of you people that seem, I just think, you know, you seem like a good person. You're an amateur athlete. You're probably not lying to me. And then every every single time, <laughs> every, not most of the time, or all but twice, every single time, it has turned out you were lying to me. Turns out it was not a super muscular hog that was doing steroids that got put into your burrito. Turns out you just really, really wanted to win. What, what's so the, you saw a little edge. What's the one that really turned the, the corner for me? Uh, cute, fast runner, met her in person. Uh, Jackie Joyner? No, no, no. Oh, oh, she Flojo. Was a, no, 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 no. After no, no. after them, more recent than that. We, we Didrikson Zacharias. <laughs> no, that's going by. Uh, that's a hundred years ago. <laughs> Wrong um, direction. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I can picture. She won all the medals. She was the biggest star in America. And she was, uh, and we met her briefly, or interviewed her, maybe. Marion Jones. Marion Jones. She is the one, because she was just so likable and just, and just seemed, you know, and she had tears in her eyes. And, you know, I've dedicated my whole life to this, and there's nothing I care more about this. And I just, and for years she did that, and it turned out she was freaking cheating the whole time. And her husband coach was helping and her, her, and everybody was knew what was going on. Yeah. Lance Armstrong and all of them. So now Not. I. Not. Uh, good. Now I'm the other direction. I just assume you're all are lying. And and you might say to me behind closed doors, hey, look, Jack, everybody cheats. If you want to win, you got to cheat. All right? That's the way the sport works. 
Right. We have labs. We have chemists. We have doctors who manage all this stuff so we don't get busted. Somebody made a mistake or the dosage was wrong or, or, or the test schedule got changed. We got caught. It's an accounting violation. It's not a drug violation. You think people are actually getting human beings. You think the beast of human beings are actually getting faster every single year. It doesn't work that way. It's better living through chemistry. Anyway, uh, so I don't know if she's going to get to run or not, whatever her name is. I'm looking at the San Francisco Chronicle, which is based in California. We're open in big headlines. Oh, my God. And it's got pictures of uh, all these different businesses. It's funny. In In every picture but one, people are wearing masks, which is kind of funny for the whole we're open, the mask thing is over. There are people wearing masks and all So yesterday I'm at a business. Let me uh, let me find this picture. They had this on their door. Um, because every business I went into, I had to check: is this a, a business I can go in without a mask or not? About uh, about half of them I can go in without a mask. About half of them I can't. And most of the people in these businesses are wearing masks. And they, this one had a sign on the door. It said, "Unvaccinated, face mask required." So I read the fine print to see if I can walk into the coffee shop without a mask. By entering our building without a mask, you are self-attesting to have a current full vaccination. Okay, cool, I can go in. Although we are only enforcing mask wearing for those unvaccinated, we strongly encourage everyone, regardless of their vaccination status, to still wear a mask to protect those still vulnerable. From what? From what? The chance of getting something, me passing something to someone else. First of all, if you're going in there and you didn't get vaccinated, that's on you. It ain't on me. That's your decision to go out and live your life uh, this way. Any, But it, regardless, the chance of me passing something to someone else is practically zero. It's like one in a billion of that happening. So why are we erring to that side? And it, it occurred to me yesterday, I do care. I was going with the, I don't care if other people wear masks or, you know, if businesses are going to do it, they get to do whatever they want. This is why it's a problem. If we're going to embrace non-science for political reasons, we're going to keep schools closed. We're not going to allow businesses to be open the next time this happens. We right. can't embrace the lie. We can't, we can't just go with ignoring science to back your political belief or the next pandemic schools will be closed. Businesses will be closed. Girls will be killing themselves. Kids will not be learning how to read. People will have their life's fortune ruined. For a lack of science again. We right. can't embrace a lack of science. You people that are that are mandating masks, you're wrong. You're just wrong about the science on this. Look, look somewhere else other than MSNBC. You don't believe Fox? You don't have to look there. Look to the CDC. Look to Biden's CDC. Not right. Trump's CDC. Biden's CDC. You know, when I have it's a similar... It's so important... To, to do this whole, well, they're, they're whatever, they're, you know, liberals, the, the virtue signaling, they hate Trump, or whatever. No, we can't deny science. I, I wore masks at the beginning. I, at the beginning, as early as I was told, I started wearing a mask because I thought it was a good idea, and I think you should have too. I'm going with what the doctors say is smart. The doctors now say you don't need to wear a mask, so you people wearing a mask outside, you're going to lead to schools being closed, businesses being closed. People ruin, people's lives ruined whether killing themselves or losing all their money. It's just a bad idea. Let's embrace science. I appreciate you running through the list of the incredibly painful, permanent effects of giving up liberty that we've seen. It, this is not some sort of academic argument by some ideological Thomas Jefferson worshiping nut job here. The costs of surrendering your liberty are enormous. We've seen this. And I want you to think about something. 
the difference between the arguments for surrendering your liberty, and this is straight out of what Jack was talking about, the arguments for surrendering your liberty at the beginning of the thing versus the arguments for continuing to not have your liberty at the end. It went from a careful, allegedly, scientific, allegedly, but at least formally put together, solemn explanation of why we need to do this. Do you remember the flattening the curve and the hospitals in crisis and the the lack of masks and respirators and ventilators and the rest of it? It was a carefully constructed argument for we understand this is awful, keeping the kids home. But here's why. Six months into it, it was, eh, it'd probably be a good idea. So once you allowed that incredible change in society, the justification for continuing it became practically non-existent. It was just the status quo. And it's striking the difference between those two standards. To change, it must be incredibly solemn. To continue the change, it's just, that's probably a good idea. That's weird. And what we're talking about is liberty and the kids and the souls and the businesses and the rest of it. So I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I put on my mask to go in. I said, this is just moronic. And this person who's known me for a while, nice guy, he said, wow, you think it's dumb to wear a mask now? You were a believer in the beginning. No, 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 no. I didn't change. The The reality changed. Early on, I was a believer because, yeah, all the scientific data told me it was a good idea to wear a mask. So I was willingly wearing a mask. It was a good idea. I was not vaccinated. We weren't certain how it spread. People were dying everywhere. There were cases everywhere. Yes, I was for it. I didn't change. I didn't go from a believer to a non-believer. The, the reality changed. It was a good idea to wear a mask back then. It's stupid now. It's just stupid. I think I have the perfect question to ask people. If you run into that discussion, right after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, who want you to go to bed at night with that feeling of security, of safety, that that's so important to you and your loved ones, and maybe you are a, you know a virile young stud or something. But what about your your, your wife, your kids? You need a system from Simply Safe Home Security. It's the best there is. Yeah, they've won all kinds of awards, and man, it's so simple to set up. First of all, you cl- you click around for about two minutes on their website. At simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, you customize the system to your home. You order it, comes in about a week. It's going to take you about 30 minutes to set up. And then you've got the award-winning security system 24-7. They've got a person with expertise, whether to help you set up the system or save you fire, police, whatever you need. Yep. To learn more about Simply Safe, how it can help you feel secure, go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You use that code, it gets your free security camera. Definitely worth remembering. 60-day risk-free trial, nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get that free security camera. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Just to sum up, I think we should really be pushing as a society toward and I, we have mocked the term the science for years because there is not one science. Absolutely. But when I say not. the science, in the, when I say the science in this case, the, 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 whatever you'd call it, the vast majority, the, the weight of it, the weight of all the science is against wearing masks right now. It just is. Certainly outdoors for the love of heaven. I mean, you're a cultist if you're wearing a mask outdoors, unless you have something else wrong with you, obviously. So here's the perfect question if you get into a conversation like Jack did. Ask them, do you wear your winter coat in July? Why? That would be a similar conversation. You're a believer. 
back in January in winter coats. Yeah, that's because it was cold then. Right. Now it's not cold, so I'm not wearing it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's scary the extent to which people will turn off their intellects for intellectual reason for just, I'm sorry, for ideological reasons. I just don't want to embrace making decisions for political reasons that should be based on data. And Amen. making that the norm. Amen to that. But I live in a town where everybody's still masked. So whatever. But you don't live in a town where r- mice run across your face while you sleep, do you? What? Do you? Wait, Thank wait, God wait, for that. Wait a second. Did you the, make that up, or is that an actual I'm thing? I have to leave. Yeah. The Great Australian Mouse Plague. Good Lord. <laughs> Creepy and crawly. Next. Armstrong and Getty. That's right. The White House is planning a 4th of July celebration with more than 1,000 guests. So great idea. I'm sure fireworks will call major right down. 1,000 guests might be coming, but 1,000 guests ain't leaving. (laughs) Major's got to eat. Wow. 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 Killer dog from hell. So I'm looking at the, the Twitter feed, and uh, I've seen this criticism of uh, Biden a fair amount. Biden's an old man who's past his prime, and his brain don't work right. That, that's clearly true to me. But this, now we know why Biden is afraid of a joint press conference with Putin. I think it was a smart move not to have a joint press conference with Putin. Reminded of this, uh, where Russia fits into the world landscape. While they are the biggest nuclear power in the world that's not the United States... They are smaller than Canada in terms of an economy, which is stunning. Smaller than Italy. Stunning. Right, right. I actually have more information on that you might uh, find compelling. Jonah Goldberg was comparing and contrasting the current Russia-U.S. situation with the Cold War and uh, uh, striking similarities and differences. So apparently today's the day that the Supreme Court does their big dump. Supreme Court takes their big legal dump Hmm. on America Every surely, day. surely there's a better way to put that. And uh, all the cases come out because we've had like three come out already today as they head for the hills. And this one, uh, breaking news a few minutes ago, the Supreme Court unanimously, nine nothing, wow. sided with a Catholic adoption agency that had been turning away same-sex couples who applied to be foster parents. They get to do that, says the Supreme Court. Uh, the city of Philadelphia ran afoul of religious protections when it cut ties with the Catholic Adoption Agency. So that Catholic uh, organization can say, yeah, we don't want same-sex couples to adopt. I, I think that's a mistake, but um, it's well, a... Uh, what they're, well, yeah, they, they surely do believe that, but what they're saying is we won't do it. We won't adopt out children to same-sex couples. If if you think it's right, go ahead, but we're not. Yeah. And that's all they were asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Ah, uh, so a lot of good stuff to come in hour three. If you can't stay tuned or, or you're listening later on in the day or whatever, go ahead, grab uh, hour three via the podcast and, uh, and enjoy. It's going to be good. I promise. I read and saw this story with great squirming interest, and we posted it under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com for you. Farmers in Australia are burning their own crops. 
they're desperate to escape this plague infesting their hay. Now, keep in mind, they had that horrific drought and fires, then floods, and are devastated and were desperate for a harvest. They're burning their own crops because of the great, horrific mouse plague. A gerbil. Uh, mm. uh, mice, actually, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Uh, Smaller, but similar. Yeah, and they give all sorts of stories about these uh, farmers that, that had hay crops come in and the millions and millions and just unthinkable numbers of mice have arrived. Uh, by the thousands, you know, in an individual place, by the millions, it runs kind of in cycles in Australia, evidently. They they breed and they breed and they breed, and the population just explodes, and, and they overrun everything. Everything. This one guy caught 7,000 mice in a single evening. His son and him, and he were uh, working on this uh, makeshift trap. They they lure them into like this boxcar and then sweep them into a pan of water, a, a big, a large pan of water, obviously. And they're down to about 1,000 a night now. It's slowing them down a little bit. Um, and they get in, in this, uh, this story in the, the Washington Post, they get into the breeding habits of mice. And again, they, the, the population explodes till there are so many of them, and there's not enough food, and there's disease. They start eating each other, and they eat each other down to like nothing. And it's a mouse apocalypse. Oh. And then it's like seven years later, I think it is, they, they explode again. Mm. It's like the cicadas, but 50 million times worse. But they mention mice start procreating, having babies, at six weeks. Wow. After three weeks of pregnancy, a litter of up to ten mice is born. Now, the original mice will continue breeding with no gap between pregnancies. Barefoot and pregnant. Four months later, some pups are mature. They've bred, giving birth to the first litter of, of grand pups. There can now be up to 90 mice plus the original two. That's in, in, in two, that's in four months. Two mice are 90. Eight months later, roughly the length of the breeding season, that original pair of mice can generate about 500 rodents. Wow. Good Lord, and that's from only one pair of mice. Imagine if you got 5,000 pair of mice. Please. Uh, it's well worth checking out at armstrongandgetty.com. It is shocking. It's sickening. It's amazing. <laughs> and you can get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.